Good evening. This is Eric Miskell with EMS Now, once again sitting with Dita Weiss of Informa. We are just outside London, England, uh, having spent the day today in London at the UK EMS executive meeting held by the IPC. Um, Dita was actually one of the speakers at the event today, and we wanted to, since that was the focus of our day, wanted to tell you about it somewhat, and because um, it was really, I think, was a very good event. I think it's, uh, uh, it, it, and it's pursuing a good mission here for trying to do some advocating for the EMS industry within the UK. This is the second year of doing this event that uh, IPC launched obviously last year and the attendance was double this year what it was last year so that is a positive um, step forward for them. I'd say that uh, in general, and I'll ask Dita to make some comments here in a moment, we had a, a keynote address that was quite good from Collins Aerospace. Uh, Dita gave a presentation on the EMS industry for the UK and Europe. Uh, we also had a very good uh, discussion uh, regarding the IPC's role in sustainability for electronics that was conducted by a gentleman with BAE Systems. Uh, we also had representation from the IPC, both in person with Chris Mitchell uh, speaking and also via uh, a Zoom uh, call-in by Sean Dubravac, the uh, economist for the IPC. And then it ended with a very, I think, very good and, and healthy discussion uh, regarding uh, the needs of the industry within uh, the UK specifically and how IPC can help uh, champion some causes and help move that along. And then also about the uh, workforce development challenges that many companies are, are facing around the world, but this was focus specifically here uh, on that challenge within the UK. Um, Dita, that was the agenda. You were one of the speakers, but you were here last year as well. Uh, tell me your impressions of this year's meeting. Well, first of all, uh, IPC is uh, focusing a lot, not only on Europe, but as well on the UK. And uh, uh, this year, even two people from IPC came over from the U.S., uh, Sanja Huprika, who is responsible for Europe and South Asia, uh, and as well Chris Mitchell, uh, and in addition, Philippe uh, Leonard, who is the managing director of IPC Europe, uh, with their head office in Munich, uh, uh, they were uh, all here, and I think uh, it was a very good session. If I compare it to uh, last year's session, it was not only double the attendance, it was uh, better as well. We had a lot of very constructive uh, discussions today. Uh, so um, I have to admit I even look forward for next year's uh, session because I'm pretty much sure... Uh, that will be even better. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. The, the, I, obviously, I wasn't here last year. This was my first time attending it, but the engagement by the participants was really good. I think that they 
Um, there, they, it was a good representation of the industry. There were quite a few EMS in the audience uh, sitting there. I like the overall, one of the themes that, and it's IPCs kind of, they talk about the electronics manufacturing value chain, the silicon to systems kind of focus that they talk about, meaning that, we're, you know, from the silicon chips all the way through and that whole ecosystem, microelectronics ecosystem that they're trying to champion uh, around the globe, but in the case of today's session right here in the UK. Uh, yes, um, IPC is addressing this issue uh, quite uh, a lot. Uh, we talked about that before. Chips don't float is the slogan uh, that is on uh, at the moment in the United States, but as well uh, as in, in Europe. Uh, we need to make sure uh, that uh, our politicians understand the full uh, value chain in the electronics mm -hmm. um, and that means we should not just uh, promote uh, the, uh, EM, uh, the semiconductor industry but as well uh, we have to look at the uh, PCB manufacturers, uh, uh, we have to look at chip packaging manufacturers, uh, we have to look at laminate manufacturers, at PCB manufacturers in order to make sure that uh, in every continent uh, there is a certain degree of independence uh, no matter what happens. Uh, we all know that the world has become a little more instable. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, we need to make sure that we are prepared uh, if further instability occurs. Yeah. No, and that's a good point. And I think that if I think of the two themes from a lot of the discussions that were had, uh, the first would be community, kind of the desire to create more community, to, to more engagement within the industry, to help advocate for the industry. And uh, once they can, can do that, then there's certainly the whole piece of advocating, which begins with education, as they were talking. And there was some nice use of comparisons to what the IPC, how they've done this successfully uh, within uh, the United States, and lessons learned from that and how those could be applied here in the UK. Yes. Well, um, as I presented today, and we talked about that beforehand, there is 193 EMS companies in the UK, uh, and uh, IPC uh, wants uh, to advocate uh, uh, these uh, companies and wants to support them. Um, and yes, we have doubled the attendance, but in my opinion, that is still not sufficient. I think uh, the EMS industry in the UK has to understand more that they, by working together, they can achieve much more uh, than uh, trying everybody trying to to work individually. Yeah, and that and the, you know the EMS in attendance were quite candid about that, saying that they uh, they certainly felt that to date that is how they've all operated, kind of as in on their own island, so to speak. And uh, but then saying, listen, we would be stronger together. We could be, you know, because there are challenges that the industry faces that they could use some assistance with from the government. Chris Mitchell, who's the for the IPC's uh, uh, in charge of the government uh, relations uh, area, um, was, you know, it was good to have him here because he was listening to that because he's also helping to do that over here. He's been in engaging with Brussels already in the EU and uh, will do, continue doing that next week, as he told us. But, uh, you know, 
it's funny, actually, as an American to come over and to hear them say, you know, uh, we're not Europe, we're the UK because of that, that because of the Brexit and the not being part of the union anymore, right? Yeah, we have this 51 and 49% issue. Uh, 49% uh, would love uh, to be represented in Brussels again, mm -hmm. especially as uh, Chris Mitchell is engaging a lot uh, mm -hmm. uh, in Brussels at the moment. And after our first uh, very successful meeting on the 13th of April uh, this year in Brussels, uh, we are now having a second meeting on the 23rd of uh, uh, this month. Uh, and we hope to be able to Uh, achieve similar results uh, than uh, IPC together with PCBAA uh, achieved in Washington uh, over the last couple of months. Yeah. And I will say, you know, the last discussion uh, of the day uh, had to do with the, the workforce development issues, right? And they said that obviously with Brexit, you know, that that's had an impact on the ability of, of people to come into the UK, which has hurt many of them. And they said, you know, a lot of them... Uh, have had to go back to doing things and that they admittedly said we probably should have been doing all along, but we're doing more now, which is the engagement out to w within the schools, the universities, trying to get young people interested in, into this. Uh, it was, I thought it was interesting when one gentleman's comment that, you know, when you talk to kids about what an engineer is over here, they think it's the person who fixes the car, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah. they don't think in the terms of this. So it's really, you know, beginning with that base, it's really a matter of educating about what this is and trying to, trying to do that. And I really appreciated the one young lady who came three hours by train down for this meeting today and is doing the re return trip uh, tonight uh, to back up home. But she used the example of, uh, through the efforts that she's been doing with a cluster of companies up there, that they have brought, I think it was, I may have the number wrong, about 160, P 160 new IPC certified uh, certifications uh, through their efforts, which was simply doing outreach to young people, getting them engaged, and then uh, teaching them how to solder. And these people have become certified, and these are new people no experience in the industry who they were able to do outreach to and uh, get interested and, and show the potential uh, how this could lead to a career. Yes, and as far as I remember, it was six companies uh, pulling together and deciding to work together, closer work together mm -hmm. on this issue, helping each other to, to get this achievement. Yeah. And... Uh, um, I myself remember uh, three years ago I did uh, a similar uh, approach in Germany uh, where uh, I invited 10 small EMS companies and said, hey, why don't you, uh, in this challenging world that was Corona time, uh, think about how you can work together? Uh, those days I had a different approach. I thought that by uh, having their purchasing volumes uh, uh, combined would give them an advantage. The interesting outcome was that they all were using totally different uh, components and the only thing they had in common that they needed PCBs. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it tells you as well, in actual fact, they are not competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, if they are not competitors, uh, why not help each other? Mm -hmm. And in uh, Germany, uh, they even developed uh, uh, an association out of this uh, made of uh, 10 small EMS companies who are now calling themselves Netzwerk EMS, mm -hmm. uh, which is Network EMS. Yes. And 
Uh, it's a brilliant idea, yeah. and uh, um, IPC uh, is trying to pull people together mm -hmm. on on this as well. Yeah. No, and and that's a good example. And I would close. I think that the I thought it was funny too after the, the lady spoke about you know the activities that they did. Somebody else up front said you know we need to have her going to work for the government to do this for yeah. all of us, right? Because yeah. clearly it was somebody who uh, who had a passion for it and clearly had a skill for doing it because it was successfully uh, bringing people into the industry. Um, I would say too, let's talk about the role and, and kind of what IPC is asking for too. Um, and for those of you out there listening to this who are, who are involved in the uh, electronics manufacturing industry in the UK, this message is really for you, which is, you know, get engaged. I think they really are looking for that. I think there is some, some, some benefit to being part of, uh, to be represented in this way. There's strength in numbers, as they say, and uh, more involvement by more companies uh, to help define the issues and get involved in finding the solutions for those issues, you know, nationally for the UK is, is, is a worthwhile endeavor. Oh, yes, definitely. Get engaged. Uh, involve yourself in the different uh, uh, subjects that are on the table uh, and uh, with the help of IPC uh, solve uh, the issues that are out there. Uh, and it, it'll be definitely for the advantage of everybody, everybody. Yeah, no, I would agree. And I think you have the IPC is in a unique position and is very willing and they're very uh, energetic about that. Uh, they've done this in other parts uh, of the globe uh, successfully. And I think it's the right organization uh, in the right country at the right time. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, Sanjay today made a short presentation uh, that in actual fact, uh, uh, as far as I can remember, uh, the UK is the third, uh, the can, uh, the third country, most engaged country in regards to uh, uh, the different working groups uh, uh, to work on the different specifications. Uh, and, and the most most is it the, he gave three stats, right? Yes. Where they were very good, and, and if I, I can't remember them all, but it reflected the number of uh, IPC certifications that have been issued, the well, number of, uh, Dita is pulling it right now. So the third highest count of IPC members, uh, they're behind the USA and China. The second highest count for IPC certifications, second only to the United States, and the third most participants in IP standards development behind the USA and Germany. So that really speaks to the knowledge base, the experience uh, that the, the UK has and how they're contributing to the, to the market. But also importantly, they say, but there's a lot more engagement still to be done. And that was kind of I, the message that I took forward today is to build on the enthusiasm that we clearly felt in that room and to try to, for the IPC to help advocate and get more people involved uh, because I think uh, it's time. Oh, yes. And uh, my final word on this is get up and get going uh, because uh, uh, it is for the good of the industry and IPC will definitely help you on this. Yeah. Good. Well, I would just say just to, we'll close out tonight's uh, podcast by telling you tomorrow, Dita and I will be visiting with one EMS company tomorrow. 
we will then be returning or flying to, to back to Munich late tomorrow evening. We actually had two scheduled for tomorrow, but one of them unfortunately had something come up and we're not able to visit with them tomorrow now. So that is just the one. Um, I'd also like to take the opportunity to say thank you to the sponsors uh, who are uh, who've been generous in supporting EMS now and my ability to come over and to do this. And uh, that would be it, uh, CalQuote, Micronic, and Trusted Parts. So uh, thank you for your support. Those of you listening, check out those sponsors. They're doing some good work in the industry as well. So that's it for now. You will hear from us again uh, after our visit tomorrow. Thank you.